Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Tommy is about to books. One, two, one, two, three, four. Welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I am your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. What are you, uh, what are you taking a drink of there, J-Man? Well, Sid, it's a little, little hair of the dog. <laughs> oh, hair of the dog, huh? Well, hair of the dog. Had kind of a rough one uh yesterday and just need a little yeah. hair of the dog got a little carried away last night did you yep yeah. just a pinch of the hair of the old yeah celebrating puppy. too hard a little pinch the old hair of the dog well it's, it's um it's a little late in the day for that how, how long you been you've been having some of that hair of the dog there well sid had a little kind of a rough one yesterday so i'm having a little hair of the dog today and uh well, I, I mean, I had a little, little hair of the dog yesterday in the morning because I'd had kind of a rough one the day before that. Uh-huh. I guess I'd had hair of the dog. Yeah, the, the day before. Okay, so I guess since Christmas? Yes, that's right. Since Christmas, hair of the dog. Okay, now when you say hair of the dog, you mean that you're you're drinking in the morning. Just a drinky poo in the morning, uh, a, a, uh, a little taste of something With warm. alcohol. With a little taste of some something. alcohol in it. A taste of something cheerful, Peter O'Toole said. Uh-huh. Just, uh, just a little hair of the dog. Now, now tell morning. me, though, okay, in the morning, how long, though, because like I said, it's not morning right now, so um, how far into the day do you continue this? Well, here's the thing about hangovers that I've discovered. We're talking about hangover cures today uh on on the show and i want to let you in on my little seeker hair of the dog the thing about it is if you don't have a drink after the hair of the dog sometimes sometimes that old dog he'll catch up with you you gotta stay one step ahead of the dog you have to keep having his hair <laughs> once you've had it in the morning so i guess what i'm saying is i drink all day so you've been drinking continuously drinking since continuously Christmas. Continuously since Christmas. Yes, that is correct. Um, Listen, does that make you? I mean, how do you feel? Uh, good. Good. I mean, <laughs> Not you know, super productive. Uh-huh. Uh huh. A little D- balance issue yeah, from time to time. Does your boss know this? He does not. I work on the internet. That is one of the things that makes Hair of the Dog work so well for me. Right, but like, it, has your spelling been really bad? Breathalyzer you like... on Google, baby. 
No breathalyzer on Google. Uh, I can get on a Prodigy no matter how many I've, I've pounded down. There's no worries for me. <laughs> you see, there's a problem with this theory. Hit me. I mean, eventually you've got to stop, right? No, 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 no. Cannot, cannot, cannot stop. Cannot okay. stop. Well, let me rephrase that as with a more yeah, definitive. Eventually you have to stop. Okay. All right. I will take that as gospel. But failing hair of the dog, uh, just fistfuls of the hairiest dog uh, for days and days and days since Christmas. Uh, what what do you have for me, Sid? What have our, our ancestors tried to do when they've had a few too many sips of something cheerful? Well, it, it's funny. You start off with hair of the dog, which is the oldest known cure for a hangover. Oh, yeah. It's been around for a while. Huh? Yeah. Uh, uh, since there's been alcohol, there's probably been the idea that, hey, I feel really bad after I drank a lot of alcohol. Maybe I just shouldn't stop drinking it. Yes. Now, I mean, yes. of course, the logical problem with that is at some point you do have to stop and then, you know, you're headed for a really righteous hangover. Sure. Um, it's like put, putting money into a bank that you eventually will withdraw. Yes. In tears. Exactly. An Advil. <laughs> Um, but good luck because there wasn't, you know, Advil in like caveman days. That's right. They just have logs that they would hit themselves over the head with <laughs> and black out. Um, you know where the name Hair of the Dog comes from? Uh, no, I do not. It was uh, for a an old um, cure for rabies or thought to be. Obviously, it was not a cure for rabies, nope. but, a, but a thought. It's about as good a cure for rabies as it is a cure for hangovers. <laughs> If you, if you could literally, you know, imbibe or, or ingest some of the hairs of the dog that bit you, then you would cure your rabies. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't. Don't do that. If you think you have rabies, please immediately report to your nearest ER. No one's ever survived except once. Um, I, I like some other terms, just before we talk about some more cures, some other terms for hangovers that I found. Mm-hmm. So before, hangover came around like 1900 or so. And hangover used to be just a word for like anything that was left over. But um, it began to be specifically applied to that feeling that's left over after you drink. And I think it's really a great, it's a great word for that. Um, especially when you consider that prior to that, we call it sometime maybe uh, the morning fog. Morning fog. See, I like that. That's classy. <laughs> oh, I have just a bit of the morning fog. Just a touch of the morning fog. Uh, you call it the bottle ache? Bottle ache. I don't know. That's that. I think that screams sort of chemical dependency to me. Uh, I I really like the gym jams. The gym jams. <laughs> <laughs> I got the gym jams. That's festive. Doesn't that sound like a great thing to have? It actually sounds much more, fe- I was going to say, it sounds much more festive than you actually feel uh, when you are, have the, 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 those specific jams. <laughs> I don't, well, I won't be into work today. I got the gym jams. Gym jams. Ah, well, can't blame you there. Uh, it was also called Black Dog and a uh, Bust Head. Bust Head? Is, is kind of descriptive. Kind of on the nose, though, yeah. isn't it? Um, some other ways, you know, we talked about the oldest cure probably is the idea that you just keep drinking. Uh, the ancient Greeks had a great idea, and this is, I think, especially um, helpful this time of year or in our new year. Mm-hmm. You could eat some boiled cabbage. Which your mom has tried to foist on us every new year. Yes. Since we've been together for at least a decade. I don't know if she uh-huh. was into it before then. Oh, yeah. As long as I can remember. And I have, I mean, I eat it when she when she is relentless. Yeah. I and never enjoy it. it. Which, is, which is fascinating. Nope. She, she says she it. does. She says she does. Uh, supposedly, the strong smell would clear your head. I, I maybe it would induce vomiting, and mm-hmm. then I don't know. Then you feel better, or just like get that rush of endorphins. Fresh with death. Uh, Everything's in perspective. Yeah. Uh, boy, this is this is much worse than that hangover I had because now I'm eating boiled cabbage. Right. 
Uh, the Greeks also had a god of hangovers. I like that. That's uh-huh. direct. Posicrepolis. Posicrepolis. I'm sure that's how that's pronounced. Yeah. Um, and they would in their on their like drinking uh, vessels, their you know cups that they drank out of, they would engrave like prayers and you know uh, plead pleas to him to you know please don't give me a hangover. Yeah. I yeah. No, I just pray that to Jack Daniels. Please, <laughs> please, Jack, be kind, be gentle. Uh, the the ancient Egyptians also had a goddess of drunkenness that you could pray to, Hapthor. Um, and if you said a specific prayer to Hapthor while you were drinking, then you would spit up all of your alcohol and you wouldn't have a hangover. It's expensive, though. Uh, I'm guessing you could probably forego the prayer and just drink enough and then yep. you'd spit up all your it alcohol. Will, it'll get out of there eventually. Maybe that's how that got started. I don't know what happened. I felt so bad. And then I prayed. I threw up. And I got yes, better. It was Hapthor. Thanks, Hapthor. <laughs> um, the the Romans had their own idea, specifically Pliny the Elder. You remember oh, Pliny? Oh, Pliny. What was Pliny's What was Pliny's game? What was Pliny into? Uh, so Pliny uh, recommended a couple different things. First of all, try uh, eating some raw owl's eggs. Gross. Where would you? I've never even seen an owl. You've never seen an owl? No. Like. Not even in like a book or online or something? I mean, yes. Yeah, and like I saw like a cartoon. I saw owl. like the Sorcerer in the Stone stuff. Like Or like Harry Potter? Yeah, like I saw Harry Potter, Sid. I mean like in my day to day where I could go go up there and scoop th- scoop those eggs. Well you're not out at night a lot. You need to go out at night and look in the trees. That's when the owls are out, right? Yeah, that's I guess isn't that what I guess they're hunting then? But I don't think they like burrow or hide or something during the day. They like eat mice. They should be your best friends. Yeah, I do appreciate that, Alice. Good looking out, Alice. So the idea behind- I will never eat your eggs. That's a Justin McElroy guarantee, Alice. <laughs> I'm sure that they're they're very thankful for that. What well, you know, the idea of eggs as a cure, you actually find again and again in, in like hangover cure lore because uh, eggs contain cysteine and it's thought that you're low on that when you have a hangover. So you should eat them. Um, I don't know that raw owl's eggs are a great idea, or raw eggs of any kind. Um, you could, if you didn't like that, Pliny recommended fried canary. Where are those? Where's a canary? Oh, I, I know, mean, coal mines. That's it. You gotta go you Gotta go to a coal mine. I don't want tainted, like, coal-smelling <laughs> Take the canary, deep fry it, that's because right. the ancient Romans had deep fryers. Yep. That's how they cook their turkeys. I've never seen that at a fair stand before. Just, like, step right up, just like the ancient Romans did it. It's fried butter. <laughs> deep fried canary. Or you could try some roasted sheep intestine. Delicious. See, this is he's cooking up, he's cooking up something like your hangover cure, a Big Mac and fries. <laughs> I like. I don't. This. I don't think that a Big Mac and fries are anything like a roasted sheep intestine. It's the best they had, Sydney. Don't look down on your ancestor, Pliny the Elder. I and I as we go through, I'm going to give you some more kind of ancient cures, and a lot of them I think are just kind of gross stuff that maybe again I don't know if the idea is like let's make people throw up. Um, but the Mesopotamians had an idea that you could mix licorice with beans and oleander and oil. And while you're at it, throw some wine in there. Hey, why not? Well, hair of the dog. My guess is that the wine was doing the work there. Yeah, I think the wine was doing all the heavy lifting. And all that other stuff just sounded good. Yeah, we'll cover it up with that stuff to pretend it's a cure. But like, really, there's wine. The, the Assyrians had a, another gross idea, which is you should gr- grind up a swallow's beak. Ugh. Like, what is wrong with these people? I, I don't know where you get that. And, and, and what is the swallow supposed to do after that, huh? Where does the swallow go from there? You know? Well, I, I, I love that you 
would consider the swallow in this scenario, but I, unfortunately I doubt it survived the de-beaking. They're just going to fry those up too, huh? God, these yeah, savages. Well, I mean, why not? It's already there. <laughs> yeah. And you already fried up all the canaries. Yeah. Why not? A little aperitif. You got to do something new to stay relevant at the fair. That's right. You can't be frying up canaries every year. That's you got to the- switch to fried swallow beak. That's a, that's a, that's a, a, a 17 BC game. This is 13 BC. You got to get with it. <laughs> Yeah, and now, of course, swallow. Beak, I don't know when anything when you, happened. By the way, don't email me. Yeah, like, no. Romans were. And I don't. I don't. I can't. No, and he can't do like backwards time either. I can't do backwards time. That show, <laughs> that show dinosaurs, was exceedingly confusing to me. <laughs> it was to everyone. Yeah. How many? How many years was it on the air? Because that's the most confusing part. Yeah, like many, many years, <laughs> and then it ended with okay. Never mind. I don't want to spoil it, but it's it's crazy. Look it up. Um, anyway, sorry. So you don't want to just take your swallow, your ground swallow beak like powder. You want to mix it with something so it's more of like a uh, tonic. Yeah. And the obvious choice would be myrrh. And that is how we got Coca-Cola. That is. That's where it comes that from. That is where that comes from. I think that it sheds a whole new light on why the three wise men were bringing some myrrh. Baby J. Hey. Had a crazy one. You're going to need this. Got a fourth. Trust wi- us. This fourth wise man all swallows beaks. Don't even worry about it. There's there's gonna be a there's gonna be a wedding someday. Yep. You're just gonna get this crazy urge. There's gonna be wine everywhere. Yeah. Next thing you know. History's frattiest miracle. <laughs> you will pull it off. You, and you're gonna need this myrrh the next morning. Need, trust me. You and all twelve of your homies. There's enough myrrh for everybody. Um the Mongolians took it a step further. Uh why not try some pickled sheep's eyes? Um I mean again. If you think about things you're in the mood for, that's got to be so low on the list when you're hungover. Which I I think it's actually, they beat out, um, because in the Middle Ages, they came up, of course, everything was gross in the Middle Ages. We know that. True. Everything yeah, was I, gross. Absolutely. Um, but somehow what they came up with. Can you imagine what with, King Arthur's beard smelled like? Like the worst. <laughs> everything was the pits in the Middle Ages. No everything question. was gross then. But it's crazy because they couldn't even beat the Mongolians. You know, pickled sheep size, that's a, that's a high bar. And the best they could come up with was raw eel. Eh. Up your game, Middle Ages. <laughs> I mean, like, that's, a that's um, you know, a delicacy. Yeah. That's like a sushi thing. Lots of, lots of people are into that. Right. You can have some raw eel. So... So they did, I, and and they also had some bitter almonds. I don't think that probably that helped much either. Um, Let's try, guys. I like in the 1600s we see one of our first like medicines that was created. I guess a um, maybe an early version of like a patent medicine. Um, Goddard's drops, created by Doctor Jonathan Goddard, and basically what these drops were uh, were ammonia. Okay, unpleasant. Yeah, and that's the, that was the primary ingredient, and then they had a lot of other. Uh, what they called irrelevant ingredients. Uh, what I would also agree with them in that assessment. <laughs> they, um, but they varied. Uh, some things you might find in your Goddard drops were um, bits of skull from a hanged person. I mean, they say they have bits of skull from a hanged person, but I don't know. Who can trust packaging, you know, in that's the like, 1600s? That's like saying the, the the barbecue sauce I buy has a little extra love from Casey Masterpiece. I can't guarantee that Mr. Masterpiece actually put a little extra love in every bottle of sauce. I can't guarantee that. There's no way of proving that. But I believe, I believe that he does. That said, if you haven't tried Casey Masterpiece Hangman <laughs> Skull Edition, it is delicious. A little gritty, but worth it. Super earthy. Uh, if you can't get that flavor, you could try the dried viper flavor. Oh, good. That's yeah. better 1600s. Um, Goddard's drops were actually pretty popular. Um, 
why I couldn't tell you. I actually think it's become so much more history easy to parse history once we get into branding. That's the problem with everything prior to apparently the 1600s. I can't keep tabs on anything. There's no brands. Why was nobody into branding? Um, you hadn't shown them the way yet. I, yeah, apparently, apparently I've been alive for 500 years, right. and I invented branding. Well, your first leap was back to the 1600s. <laughs> I keep hoping every leap will be the leap home, but not yet. <laughs> but you're just leaping around branding things. What did I come up with in the 1800s? <laughs> Um, you weren't very creative in the 1800s. Uh, what do we have a lot of laying around um, near our chimneys? We, we've got some soot. Dead Why don't children. we? Oh, well, there's that. That's not a good hangover cure. That we tried to make it, clean the chimneys. It is sobering. It is sobering. That's yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> um, why don't you try some soot in a glass of warm water? Yuckaroo. I guess we got to do something with it. <laughs> I love this soot. I don't know. Put it in some warm water, drink it after a rough this night. This has become our, the main national export in London. Is soot, and we have nothing, no purpose for it. <laughs> I didn't see that part on Mary Poppins. Yeah, <laughs> the only the only practical use of soot was to make Dick Van Dyke look cheeky and more charming. That's it. <laughs> As if that's possible. I know he's America's sweetheart from then, back then. From back then, in olden times. I don't think it was eighteen hundred. Dick Van Dyke fair. is the sweetheart <laughs> of the eighteen hundreds. Okay. Next, move on. Uh huh. Um, still in the eighteen hundreds. Why don't you try drinking some vinegar? Um, and then rubbing some of it on your temples. That doesn't sound terrible, but if that doesn't help, the next uh, the next step in this process is to throw a bucket of cold water over the person who's hungover. That actually seems like the most practical one we've come across so far, actually. Unpleasant, sure, but effective. Well, you'd get really angry, so then you wouldn't uh, be so focused. Yeah, now I'm really wet, cold. and I'm mad at you. Why'd you throw a bucket of cold water on that? me? Um. It, they're also, uh, we see one of the first um, kind of hangover like drink cures. You know, nowadays there are lots of like drinks that like bartenders like to tell you about like, oh yeah, just do a shot of this, you know, pickle juice and something. And it's also always got alcohol in it and that'll cure your hangover. In 1878, we got the prairie oyster. Hit me. So it was uh, raw egg yolk, Worcester, Worcester, Worcester. Uh, Tabasco, vinegar, salt, and pepper, and then usually some kind of alcohol thrown in for good measure. But those are the ingredients that are consistent. Yeah, don't like it. So do a quick shot of that. Nope. You'll feel something. It's Tabasco. Yeah, I mean, you're going to get an effect. And I imagine there's a lot of these cures were built around, you know, some sort of physical effect the food had on your, on your uh, whether it's the heat. You know, from the from the Tabasco sauce or just the yucks from the pickled sheep size, you're gonna feel something. You're gonna feel something. Well, and I I don't know if that. I think we've said this before that the idea that if something made you feel different, maybe it was working somehow. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that's where this comes from. And a lot of it is also just, you know, everybody who everybody who likes to drink has that thing that they'll tell you always works for them. Right. Just like everybody's got their hiccup here. Exactly, and so and that and that's been pervasive throughout history. Every, Mine, by the every, way, spoonful of sugar. Trust me, not just for the medicine. Spoonful of raw sugar. Just eat it. I cured her sister last week. Is this week. a hiccup cure? Hiccup cure. Okay. Perfect. I thought you meant you cured my sister of a hangover. No. And she's thirteen, so that no, would be. She's got a couple more years before I need to start curing her. She, she's going to have to write out her hangovers on her own and learn her own hangover yep. cures. Yes, young lady, learn this lesson. 
in the in the late 1800s, early 1900s, we also, of course, stumbled across cocaine. Hey! And cocaine! Cocaine, it's back! Yay! It's good for everything. Man, Planet of the Elder and cocaine. This is like a reunion special. <laughs> Everybody's here. Um, one of my favorites, in 1905, we've got more branding, so Justin must have been there. Yeah. Um, it was uh, a product called Mercerin, and it was initially used for seasickness. Um, but what they found is that if it helped with like the dizziness and wooziness of seasickness, maybe it would help with hangovers. And so they started marketing it for hangovers. And it, they had this whole story about how it was discovered, these herbs from a remote part of India and, and brought back and, and given to us. And it was great. Um, in reality, it was powdered potato. Okay. Not helpful, but mix that with a little boiling hot water. You got yourself a side. And some butter. A little butter, a little salt and pepper. Mm-hmm. That's and not mean, going. There's certainly something to be said about eating a lot of carbs to make you feel better after you have a hangover. Yeah. Um, there's probably more pleasurable ways of intaking them, certainly. Uh, another cure I really like, in 1938, the, um, there was a bartender who came up with the idea at a party of um, taking a bottle of chilled Coca-Cola Okay. And you shake it up, you know, so it's going to spray out when you open it. And then you spray it into a glass of milk. Okay. And then you drink that. Okay. Uh, what's Done. great is that they recommend that you follow it up with a nice long nap. And then you're going to well, feel great. Okay. Yeah. Well, sure. Also, be suspect of any hangover cure invented at a party. Because that's a guy saying, hey, you know what might work tomorrow? <laughs> Let's try this. Let's give it a shot. I don't know. Somebody put this in a book that I'm doing this. So future people read it and be like, what? Why did they do that? Why did they do that? But we won't tell them. We never tried it. Oh, and you know that then some hipster is going to read about it and try it. Yep. For sure. Brunch. Maybe it's delicious. It's the new brunch hit. I haven't had Coke and milk. Let me know. Sounds a little weird. Um, now, as we move uh, across cultures, we see a lot of different um, ideas that some of these are still kind of in practice. Um, well, not all of them. But... Uh, in uh, Haitian voodoo culture, um, if you take um, pins and jab 13 of them into the cork of the bottle that uh, you drank. Take that, take that bottle. <laughs> yeah, then that can cure your hangover. So make sure that you drank something out of a bottle with a cork, I guess. I would get about, I would probably get about mm, three or four pins in before I was like, ah, hair of the dog. This is taking forever. I'm, I'm beginning to think you have a problem. But I already stuck can, myself three times. I'm just going to hair the dog this. Well, we can talk about that later. Uh, the Germans have a word for, for a breakfast that you're supposed to eat when you have a bad hangover called uh, Katerfrustuck. And it's a breakfast of herring, pickles, and goulash. Mm. I don't know. I don't know, Germany. I love your beer, but I just don't know about this one. I don't know about that. Who else? Uh, the Russians uh, don't, don't eat or drink anything. Just hop in the sauna sweat it out and maybe you know flagellate yourself with some birch branches that sounds good i'm into that you know then you can bleed it out a little bit i think that would actually you would come out of that a little feeling a little better i think that one would work again you'd feel a little something feel something um one of the earliest american cures there was something called jackrabbit tea um again I, i i don't think this has persisted but maybe it has and it's actually a tea made from rabbit droppings i'm cool i'm okay thank you i don't know cowboys um, Cause you just did whatever you live off the land. There, there's a book that I have I have discovered in my reading, and now I desperately want to read, which is uh, was written in 1972 by Kingsley Amos, and it was called On Drink, mm-hmm. 
And it's a book about drinking, as you may imagine. Mm-hmm. But it included uh, a lot of um, hangover cures, as well as kind of a discussion of hangovers in general. One of his big theories was that the physical part of the hangover is bad, but the metaphysical part of the hangover is actually much worse. Uh, like the spiritual part? Yes, like the uh, the guilt that you feel, the um, imbalance that you feel that you you know let you let yourself go, you were out of control, you did things that you regret. Uh, that that part of the hangover is much worse, and so that really, if you want to fix the hangover, you kind of you know get your psychological house in order, which I think is pretty interesting. Um, you know, the other thing about uh, Kingsley Amos. Uh, he wrote uh, about James Bond. My dad just talked about him. We're at the uh, murder mystery. Well, hey. He he uh, wrote about um, James Bond. Isn't that weird? That is weird. He wrote the uh, the book of Bond and uh, the James Bond dossier. Well, it makes sense that he would also write about drinking. Yeah, he's a he's a real Renaissance <laughs> man. Uh, he did have some actual uh, physical cures as well. Um, there was uh, maybe like some beef paste and vodka. Mm, okay okay no but that's fine what about some baking soda and vodka okay see i'm i I see a trend forming there there were a lot of cures that ended with and vodka and vodka and vodka the cure there's a lot of there's a lot of really scary stories that start that way too (laughs) if you didn't like that or you know if you don't like vodka uh you could try his other method which was um and he he notes that if your partner is willing you should have some really vigorous sex with them yeah, I mean, okay, first off, good on you, Kingsley. Gotta get consent totally with you on that. I'm not so sure the partner is the hurdle to the vigorous sex. No. I'm not sure that he or she is going to be the stumbling block for for that. I, I don't know, but I don't know about you, but when I have a real bad case of the gym jams, <laughs> the last thing I want to do is have vigorous sex. Yeah, literally. Um, but maybe Kingsley's right, and if you just powered through, you'd feel great. Yeah, who knows? We'll never know. Or you're gonna take very unromantic turns throwing up afterwards. Either way. Um, I I do want to talk a little bit about before we finish up. Um, there are nowadays there are like some hangover pills, anti-hangover pills that are on the market. I've seen some of these. Yeah. Yeah, things like uh, you've probably heard of Chaser. Things that you can take before, like when you're drinking, before you drink and when you're drinking, and they'll help prevent a hangover. Um, the history of this concept actually goes back to the Russian Academy of Sciences trying to develop an anti-hangover pill for the KGB, hmm. which I think is really cool. The idea was that they wanted the agents to be able to drink as much as they wanted and not get drunk, you know, so they could stay sharp and all KGB-ish and all that. Yeah, right. Um now the 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 pill that they invented that they gave their their agents did not help with the getting drunk. They definitely still got drunk. There was a Get Smart episode that involved this as a subplot where Maxwell Smart had a pill in his mouth uh, that would absorb the alcohol as he drank it, and then of course he accidentally swallows the pill and uh, gets incredibly and gets drunk. really drunk. Yeah, it's funnier uh, when I you see it. I love Get Smart. Yeah, yeah, but that well, that's probably what it was based on. I'm sorry. Um, but you did get drunk anyway. But what they said is that it did help with hangovers. That it did prevent hangovers. Um, now, of course, it varies with what what you drink, how much you drink, what your age is, what your individual body chemistry, and all that. Um, but the idea is that it absorbed the toxins, so you wouldn't get the hangover the next day. Um, 
this is kind of the basis of current you know anti-hangover pills there's no there's no great evidence for this stuff there are always studies that are done they're smaller obviously they're not regulated through the fda so they don't have to be as rigorous um but it's based on something that actually sounds like good science what what is that so have you ever heard of like if somebody eats or drinks something that they're not supposed to or takes a bunch of medicine they're not supposed to that they they get activated charcoal in the emergency room yeah Okay, it's based on that idea. The The stuff that's in Chaser and a lot of these pills, there's something called Alcohol X and something called RU21. Get it? RU21. Got it. Um, is uh, vegetable carbon. So it's, it's kind of like activated charcoal. It's a bunch of carbon. And the idea is that it will bind and filter out toxins from your stomach. Um, the, the problem with that uh, is that it's... Well, for one, you're absorbing the alcohol into your bloodstream pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're taking it after you've drank, it's definitely not going to work. Um, and the other thing, too, is that, you know, it depends on how much you drink and how fast. And uh, I imagine that help hurts. Uh, it makes the research more difficult, too, because hangovers are something that, uh, as we have both proven, are notoriously difficult to control for. Um, So, you know, getting the same kind of hangover twice and seeing, you know, testing between the two, I I imagine is pretty difficult. Well, and they're very subjective and conditional. Right. You'll see people power through a hangover that they might have another day when, let's say it's a Saturday and they don't have to do anything that just floors them. Mm -hmm. So it is hard to do research on this. The idea is that um, the thing that gives you a hangover is called a congener. And it's congener. a congener, and it's the stuff in alcohol that basically makes anything you're drinking different from grain alcohol. The stuff that gives it color or aroma or flavor, anything that adds that, uh, your body has trouble processing, and so you get so you get you're really saying sick. stick with grain alcohol. That I am not saying that. Got it. I am not saying that. Got uh, it. Along these same lines, same lines. That's probably why some people swear by burnt toast. Because the carbon. It's the carbon. Hmm. Maybe um, that's why you like burnt popcorn. Same Maybe thing. it is because Maybe. I drink all the time. No, well, no. I mean, I wasn't saying that, sweetheart. I just was saying sometimes you like a little burnt popcorn. I, I do love burnt popcorn. Along this same line with these other things I've mentioned, there's one other compound called Dawn 808. It was developed by a South Korean businessman. Same idea as these other pills. But what I like most, best about it is what Dawn, D A W N, stands for. Hit me. Drinkers are winners now. <laughs> finally getting their day <laughs> drinkers are the winners now i i don't know if this stuff really helps anecdotally people will tell you that it does uh it's probably not dangerous because it's just a bunch of vegetable carbon so okay sydney um, give me the real actual boring cure for hangovers uh, the well the best cure for a hangover it's kind of like the best the best way to not get pregnant just don't yeah i mean don't have sex don't get drunk um if you really don't want to have a hangover you know don't drink a whole lot um, but if that's not if that's not a possibility for you, seek help. <laughs> Talk to somebody. Um, you know, a lot of people think that a hangover is just dehydration. It's more complicated than that, but certainly fighting the dehydration can help. So trying to drink a lot of water while you're drinking, although that can be kind of a bummer. But while you're drinking, and then certainly the next day, replacing your electrolytes, um, you know, with things like like Gatorade or Pedialyte or whatever. Um, resting, you're going to feel crappy. You need to rest. The one, you, the one that I that actually does work for me is the one we learned from uh, that episode of um, How Stuff Works. Just take some ibuprofen, drink a whole lot of water, and then sleep for like a half hour. 
I think that, it that magic back. sleep does help. Yeah. And there is a lot of people will say that if you take something like ibuprofen or aspirin or Advil the night before, um, but like right before you go to bed, oh, that yeah, that'll that's help. The other thing. Yeah. One ibuprofen before bed and then drinking a lot of water with it. Now, one thing you want to be careful about, we should know, and you'll read this, is that one, I don't have good evidence for that. And two, alcohol thins your blood. Um, medicines like ibuprofen, aspirin, they do the same thing. And you don't want to cause a hemorrhage, you know, or a bleeding in your stomach. So you want to be careful with that one. Most people can tolerate it, but, you know, if, if it's something your, you don't do well with. If you're planning on self treating your own <laughs> hangovers, talk to your physician. And get get ready for some weird looks and some concerned humming, but uh, uh, give it a shot. Anyway. Overall, learn from your mistakes. You know, you know, it's take. no, it you know, having a good night out is a good idea. But if you're paying for it the whole next day, or from Christmas until two days after New Year's, I mean, look, Justin's gonna have a rotten day tomorrow for a few days. Let's you're, be honest, you're done with that drink. Oh we're, man, yeah, we're done. Hey, drink. We had a good run, and Sydney, you and I had a good run today. Talking about hangover cure is just another one of the many topics we've covered here on Sawbones. We do this uh, nearly every Friday. Took a little break for the holiday. Had some family in. Priorities. That's I what, hope I hope you all did too. That's what Susie Gorman talks about. People Visit, first, you know. Then jackets. Then jackets. <laughs> uh, we uh, we missed you very much though, and we are back now. And in the interim, we got a bunch of new uh, brothers and sisters. Um, uh, on the Maximum Fun Network, there are five new programs. Well, four new programs and one one reborn program. Uh, uh, we're going to be talking about all of them over the next few weeks. I'm sure I want to talk about one, Song Exploders, one of the new shows. Um, it is a really interesting uh, pot, little podcast where uh, one song is examined by the artist that created it. And after playing the song, they walk you through you know, the instruments, the idea behind it, the recording process, just the whole song really take it apart. Um, and I thought it was really fascinating. Sounds really cool. Yeah, get on board. Uh, there's a whole lot of other shows, Maximum Fun Network, uh, classic, classic Max Fun shows like Judge John Hodgman. Stop podcasting yourself. Jordan, Jesse, go. Uh, International Waters, Bullseye. My brother, my brother, and me. Uh, thank you so much. Wham Bam Pow. Uh, my brother, Travis McRoy, who co-hosts My Brother, My Brother, Me With Me, is on the new episode of Wham Bam Pow talking about uh, Back to the Future. So uh, go. Oh, gosh. I'm sure he has a lot to say about that. Yeah, he has some opinions. Uh, so go <laughs> listen to that. And uh, thank you to the taxpayers who provided the theme song for our show. Uh, you can go check out their stuff uh, all over their website. And I believe they're just at the taxpayers on Twitter. So go follow them and thank them for being so generous to us. Uh, and uh, thank you very much for listening to our show. Share it with somebody you care about this week, and be sure to join us again next Friday for another episode of Sawbones. Until then, I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. As always, don't drill a hole in your head. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.